another edition of the Mouthinoff Sports Show Off Air Podcast. I am joined once again by Ryan Brown and Jonathan Sullivan. We got two weeks of NFL football to catch up on and two weeks of absolute Patriots dominance. 33-3 in week one against the Steelers and 43-0 against the freaking trash Dolphins. Just to give you a quick uh, score update on that in case you know you didn't see that utter dominance. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Not going to lie, a lot of news. Almost just too much news over the past two weeks. True. It's almost like we should have recorded last week. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but I mean, we got so much now to talk about. Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots. The first and foremost news we got to get to. Uh, Jonathan, how are you doing today, man? Good. How are you? Doing well. Awesome. Once again. Yeah, you know. Uh, so Antonio Brown, besides the off the field stuff, that's all still going on. It's pending. We're going to be probably hearing about that for weeks on weeks now. It's pretty much dominated the NFL storylines all this, all the way since before the actual allegations came out when Antonio Brown was doing all sorts of stuff in Oakland. Finally gets released. The Patriots that day, they pick him up. And it was crazy, too, because you look on social media and everybody before the Pats signed him were like, oh, Belichick walking in to sign AB or Drew Ro- Rosenhaus's office, like, and he's busting through and stuff, and everybody's joking about it. And then it happens. And you go from there. And initially, my first feelings, 07, Randy Moss, that same type of thing. Both guys are nine seasons in, into their career. Randy Moss was at the time. Antonio Brown is now still like prime of their athletic bodies and I I love the move on the football field um, and so far we just have to let all the facts play out off the field because there's still probably going to be a lot to come every day it seems like there's a new thing so I definitely like the move on the football field I mean how are you going to cover all those guys how how I don't know I don't know how you cover Edelman Brown and the rest of them Gordon Nah. Dorsett. It's just James White is acting like a receiver as well. I mean, if if it's those four receivers and James White in the backfield, you're, how do you match up with that? How in the world do you match up with you? You almost have to drop back eight. And put, yeah, just, and just play his own. Hope, hope to God Brady miss, miss throws. And what are the odds of that? Even at age 42. Low. Very low, because so far he's looked pretty good. He's had right. some some very... <laughs> questionable throws that have come out of his hand. I think the first pass of the season, it was just, it came out of his hand and it looked like he had never thrown a football. But, but I mean, but besides that, he's got a whole new set of toys in terms of like Josh Gordon being back, looking healthy. That first game really had a really good game. He had that one catch uh, against Pittsburgh where it was basically a slant route. He broke two tackles right on at the corner of the end zone. Uh, and just broke broke through, and it was just a simple like five yard slant route to Gordon, and he makes a big play out of it. And you throw in Antonio Brown, Edelman, as long as he's right and healthy, most dangerous offensive football. Casey is right there with them, but those two, for sure, the big Titans. Jonathan. Yeah, I agree. And he left off Rex Burkhead, who I think is is like sneaky, having a pretty good year so far this year. I mean, I think they missed him last year. He, he was hurt, you know, banged up all last year. He's healthy. And that's just another weapon that you can rotate in there with, the, you know, James White so he can get a rest. And they just play a little different. Burkhead's more of a, 
a runner than James White is because he's a little bit huskier. But yeah, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm not overly high on uh, Josh Gordon. Anyone that knows me knows I'm not. You know, I'm not. Yeah. Like, there's some people that I think that like we know very well that legitimately think he's like a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. That Josh Gordon is not. He does not exist anymore. He's not a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. He is a solid number th- in my mind he's a solid he's a really good number three and that's what he is for the Patriots now so like he's maybe the best number three in football I guess but you know it's fine what he is because they're gonna have to single cover him if, he can't get out of double teams anymore but he's not gonna face any double teams because if they're gonna double anyone they're gonna double brown and then second they'll double Edelman and then third they'll probably double white out of the backfield and then that leaves so Gordon's never gonna get doubles so he doesn't have to worry about that and yeah, Brown, I mean, pretty good. Edelman, obviously solid. And Dorsett, I mean, so slept on. Like, so slept on. Really good. Like, and there's all the tweets going around about, you know, his targets and targets, targets. He catches everything that gets thrown his way. But yeah, I mean, Patriots, yeah, I would say if the offensive line wasn't hurt, I would say they're the best offensive football. But I'd have, I'd, it's still a coin flip between them and KC. It has to be absolutely, and seriously, that it really does, really does suck when Isaiah Wynn goes down. You're already down, David Andrews. And you got Ted Karras snapping the ball like it's a, like it's inflated like a balloon. Yeah. It just Marcus Cannon hurt too. Marcus Cannon going down as well. I mean, it's not good. It, it's definitely not good. At least you have Skarnecchia there, who can coach those guys up as good as anybody out there, and Brady. Yeah, I would say they have to make sure, just run out of play action, I'd say, as much as you can against the Jets, because as if you have the running game going, against a team like that, I think you're going to get guys to bite, and I, I just don't want Brady sitting in the shotgun, like empty backfield or anything like that, and just being exposed, because that offensive line obviously is banged up now. And the last thing you need is anything on top of this calf, and this calf injury on Brady, even if the calf injury isn't really anything to worry about, I just, anything with the leg, anything near the Achilles or the ankles, I just, I get a little worried about. And so, yeah, I do worry about Brady's protection, but I I think the offensive line is going to be okay. It's going to be like hanging on by a thread until any of those guys come back, but I don't think it's going to be a detriment that they're going to like lose a game here in the next few weeks because they have a soft schedule right now. I'm, I'm going back to your point of saying it's a coin flip between the Chiefs and Patriots for best offense in the league right now. I think the edge goes to the Patriots for now, just because the Chiefs have their own injuries as well. Right, their best Tyreek Hill player is besides out Pat four to six yeah. weeks at least. Damian Williams got hurt too. Damian Williams was hurt. LeSean McCoy got dinged up as yeah. well. So they could be on running back number three to start yeah. this upcoming week. Yeah, whereas the Patriots have injuries on their offensive line, the Kansas City has injuries to their their main their, their skill, skill positions. Yeah. yeah. So you you can argue it's it's probably you're right, you're still it's it's probably still a coin toss, but if I'm choosing one or the other, yeah. I'm I'm picking the Pats for now because losing an offensive lineman or two is definitely not good. Yeah. But if I had to choose between losing an offensive lineman or two or losing some of my skill position guys. Yeah, and not just skills. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Game for changer. as awful of a person he is, pro- that's a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. At least. Oh, for sure. Probably he, top five. He's probably one of the most uncoverable 
receivers, just yeah. in terms of his separation ability, insane. Absolutely insane. But this 2-0 start, I feel like it was pretty expected. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers, you thought maybe they could come in there and make it close, make it pretty competitive, even without Antonio Brown. No Le'Veon Bell, you make Juju Smith-Schuster your, your number one target. And they really just could not get anything going against the Patriots. The Dolphins obviously struggled as well. I, I, like this Patriots defense, coming out of the preseason, a lot of people loved them. It was the darling of the Patriots preseason besides guys like Jacoby Myers. That defense was talked about all preseason long, and all the young guys pretty much flashed. And now... Two games in, you've let up three total points. It's it's just ridiculous. And I know the Miami Dolphins are terrible. Still NFL games, still NFL level talent on the other side. <laughs> o- overall, and if, I, I'm saying that like at least at least they're an NFL team. I mean, you still the Miami Dolphins should be relegated to they, whatever they subdivision you want to put them. They in. should. They really should. But. The Patriots did not let them do anything, and they've traded away. Kudos to them, because basically they, all of their best players. Because if, if the Dolphins put up 14, 21 points in that game, people would probably be like, "How how did they possibly let up any of that?" Yeah. And the Patriots special teams looked great. The defense, uh, the pickoff return well, for the team. special teams. Well, besides Gostowski, yeah. Gostowski is yeah. another topic that. We're going to have to touch on it. I don't want to talk about the freaking kicker, but seriously, this is not good. This is really, really not good. And I know it's the regular season. It's not like they need him to hit clutch kicks right now. They're blowing people out, blowing them right out of the water. So for me to say I'm worried about the kicker position week to week, no. Because I think they're going to score a billion points. They're not going to let up much, and it's not going to be a factor. But... Going forward, I don't know why they're not doing anything about it. I don't know why I don't know why they're not bringing in anybody else on the practice squad, anything like that to challenge him. Like I don't know why he's coddled. There's nobody really that's been coddled the way he has been from Belichick and it's just it's kind of crazy to me. I I don't know why. He has faced zero pressure all season in and basically never, any of his kicks. Never. He's never faced pressure. Well, I mean, playoff kicks. I'm saying, oh, I'm th- I'm talking about like positional pressure. Oh, sure. That that's a fair yeah, he's point only, to bring up. They've only ever brought in somebody like a Shane Graham or something in when years past hurt. when he was yeah. hurt. But like all of his kicks this year have had zero pressure. And what is he like? Two of four. Two of five, and, I believe. And he's missed an extra point to boot. Yeah, I think maybe two. He's I, missed. Yeah. He didn't miss anything against um, Pittsburgh. He was perfect against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. It was my yeah. Miami was just. Oh, and he's. Obviously, he's historically bad in Miami. His numbers right. overall, it's like his worst stadium, but that's where we're playing. In the so then, and then yeah, that's where the Super Bowl is. Exactly. exactly. So you have to wonder then, is it a one-game fluke or is this a trend? If it's a one-game fluke, you can live with that being against the Dolphins because, like you said, you don't need it. But if it's a trend and we start playing tough games, close games, which we will, the schedule's never not going to be easy forever. Second half is going to be a slug. You have to be able to make kicks and convert on field goals when you're not able to get into the end zone. I'm saying if he didn't hit that quote game winner in the Super Bowl, he anyway, if he missed that and even if they still won it, I just think the trend has kind of been there 
overall the past couple of years. And I, it, it's just very troubling. I just find it very troubling because if they're not going to bring in anyone, if this just keeps happening and it's normalcy, it doesn't affect them, and they just keep a blind eye to it, ultimately it could bite them right in the ass. And I do not want to see that for this team because if the kicker is something that's going to be a liability for this bandwagon, this absolute wagon of a team, then that's a shame. That's a real shame because looks like they got a great young punter. And besides their offensive line woes, this is one of the best Patriots teams in the past decade plus. Oh, top to bottom and half. Easily. It's got, you could argue, like, I've heard some people argue that 2014 top to bottom roster might have been a little bit better, but no, I, I disagree. I mean, I think this roster is right there. With 07, the defense is probably a little bit better. But Definitely I mean, better. There's a reason why, like, I literally think yeah. they – should go nineteen. It's only like, legitimately it's as long as they don't get hurt. Like yeah. they should honestly. Like the way the other teams have looked, the only really hard game it looks like they have right now, well, two at Baltimore, and they have to play the Cowboys, but they get the Cowboys at home this year. You don't think the Chiefs are hard? Not not in Foxborough. Also, we had to hit a game-winning field with the buzzer. Don't care. <laughs> don't care is my reasoning. I don't think the Bills <laughs> smart. The Bills I'm telling you though, in week four st- won't be a cakewalk because you're you're well, on I the road. In the uh, previous pods, I picked the Bills to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I don't like that because <laughs> that's that that could be a trap game because the Bills D looks pretty good. Josh Allen has some flash right now. Pretty he's, good shorts. He's not hurting them, so I would just look out for the Bills week four as well, and obviously the Chiefs. But regular season, sixteen and zero is that's like, a tall task. It is a tall task. I mean, you think about it. You need everything, and I mean everything, to go your way. A lot has already, though, in two uh, wait, weeks. Move, really? Yeah, has qu- it, though? Big Ben just went I down. I got a question for you. You I already know. played them. I know, but, I got a but another playoff threat is down. I got a question. Do you want to go 16-0 and all the pressure that Oh, that, yes, that yes. Adds. I need it again. Or would you rather go... 15-1 and one nope. and eliminate all that pressure going into the playoffs. No. Give me give me the stress. I I, I want to go through it again. I do. I, I do agree. We, I do want 16-0 with the added pressure because that's the only thing they, have they haven't done. done. It, oh, they have 19-0. They They've done 18-1. If they go... If they do 15-1 and one and they win the Super Bowl and they finish 18-1, it's like, wow, you went 18-1, but you won the Super Bowl this time. Congrats. You won another Super Bowl. Yeah. But if you go 19 and 0 with the Super You're Bowl, immortalized. They are, that, they are you, immortalized. But it just that, it's the last thing. Yeah, it's, it's the only thing. And the only I'm thing. Not left. beating the Giants is Super Bowl haven't done that. Shut up. Another notch in your belt too. Two 16 and 0 seasons if that happens. Sandy. Right on top of it. You went if 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 it happened. Two undefeated regular seasons. Suck it 72 Dolphins. Bunch of construction workers. Sandy. Like get out of here. Yeah. So there, there are so whether or not they're able to, there are some things working for them. Obviously, they're off to one of the best plus-minus differentials like in history, third fastest through two games in NFL history. Obviously, it's the best Pats differential through two games ever. Uh, to be to be mentioned in the 2007 breath, obviously, it's going to take a lot. But there are some similarities between the two. 2007, you brought back Jabbar Gaffney, 
you added Dante Stallworth, Wes Welker, and like Dan said, Randy Moss. Whereas this year, you have Edelman and Dorsett. You add, bring back Josh Gordon from suspension. You add Antonio Brown. You draft Nikhil Harry. So there's some similarities there. Obviously, Brady and Belichick were there then. They're there now. So is it fair to bring up these, these comparisons to 2007? I think it is. But I also think it may be too early to be doing this. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you got to wait until you get, you know... Yeah. Thanksgiving, like, probably, to, to talk have a legitimately, conversation yeah. about it. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I feel like it's easy to recognize that, like, it's not out of the realm to think at this stage that they could do that. Oh, so, I mean, I, what we said, like, before, like, going into this season, we're like, oh, what do we think the Patriots are going to do? Uh, you know, 12-4, and 11-5, and five, 13, probably 13-3. Now, the way they look right now and the way the rest of the league looks as well, they better go 13-3 and three at, at the bottom as long as everyone stays healthy. That, yeah. that should be their worst, 13-3. Yeah. should be their worst. You're getting a Sam Darnoldless Jets. Yeah. You've got mono. A, a Sam Darnold-less no. Jets. A Trevor Simeon-less oh. Jets. And just... It's just crazy. Two weeks in, Drew Brees gone for six weeks at least. Big Ben, who knows if we'll ever see him put an NFL uniform on again. Eli Manning benched. I mean, it is wild already. And the Eagles apparently canceled practice on uh, yesterday, I believe. I believe they actually canceled practice because of how hurt they are. Their injury report is just ridiculous. I mean, and just look at the, the schedule the Patriots have. They get... Two games against the Jets, which are 0-2. They get another game against the Dolphins, oh, who might be the worst. Who might be the worst team I've ever seen <laughs> in the NFL. The worst I team legitimately ever. think, like, they always have the hypothetical. Oh, could Alabama, Alabama or Clemson beat beat an NFL team? No, I don't know. This Dolphins team. If you, I was listening on the radio. If you took the roster of Clemson or Alabama and put it up next to the Dolphins and said. Which all all these players, which are the first round picks, the your Clemson team or your Alabama team might have first more first round picks on it than this Dolphins team has. Yeah, honestly, I mean they're that bad. It's disgusting. I mean they they're beating themselves. I mean watching them against Patriots, it was like Josh Rosen threw a couple good deep balls. I mean literally hit the guy in the helmet or hit him in the hands. <laughs> their receivers literally <laughs> cannot make plays, and when their quarterbacks, even when their quarterbacks are making plays, like you said, they're not making... But then the quarterbacks, half the time, aren't making plays. You got Fitzpatrick just looking helpless. Just like, I don't want to take the sack. It's a ball out of the hands. Right into Gilmore's. And our boy, Kalen Balaj, who we have stand for a long time. Maybe the worst receiving running back I've ever seen. He had one where I don't even remember the play, but everyone's talking about it. I guess he ducked down and it hit him in the back or something. And then... That pick six by Jamie Collins was atrocious. <laughs> I think it hit Ballage like I think it I hit Ballage three, like three, three or four three times. Or four like it was unbelievable yeah. how and, atrocious and it then was. Collins just like was like, oh, <laughs> he yeah, I, yeah. I suppose I'll walk this back. <laughs> yeah. He literally the last thirty yards he jogged. Yeah, like, but yeah. So oh, continue. They get two against the Jets. They get another against the Dolphins. They get to play the Bengals, who we knew are gonna suck. They're over two. They get to play the Giants. Who suck? <laughs> They're, They're awful, and they get to play the R Wars, who are also 
The rest awful. Of them are so they're bad. awful. So bad. I mean, that's you know, like you're talking about maybe the five. Like honestly, you could be talking about the top five picks in the NFL draft: Dolphins, Jets, our words, uh, Giants, and who did I and who did I miss? Did you say Bengals? And Bengals. That honestly, all those teams are zero two. You that could be your top five picks in the NFL draft. Here's, the here's the, the problem. All of them. Here's the problem though. Most of those games that are left against those awful teams are all upcoming. Yeah. So the back end of our schedule is where the tougher games are. Right. And they're right. all basically in a. They're row all in like a month. Sandwiched, in, with the buy sandwich. Yeah. In. They're all like from like right before Halloween to like this Thanksgiving ish. Yeah. Right before like December. like two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. So obviously. If you have any aspirations of an undefeated dream season, you've got you've got to coast through, take care of business big time against all these all these schmuck teams. Right. But you also have to stay healthy. Yeah. And you also need a little help from everyone else getting hurt, which obviously is starting to happen. Right. Quarterbacks are falling like flies. Everyone else seems to be getting hurt while we just have a couple of small injuries happening for us. If we, if you want to just go nineteen and zero, you have to stay healthy for basically the whole season. Lose none of your core players, and then you need other people to get hurt, and you need all the bounces to go your way. Yeah. When the Patriots went eighteen and zero to start, they got to play. They didn't have to go up against Donovan McNabb. They got AJ Feely. They didn't have to go up against Steve McNair. They got some other bomb. And they won those two games by like a combined like five points. That was the year they beat Tennessee, right? Was yeah. that 07 when they beat them six fifty nine nothing, or is that no? That was that was a regular season game in yeah. 09. Oh, you're talking about the playoff game. Must no. be okay. But they had so many close calls against. They should teams. have lost to Baltimore that year. Yes, they should have lost. Game. They, there were so many close games against backup quarterbacks, where had the starters played, you could. You could re- realistically reason that they should have lost those games, right. and the in the dream season would have been over. Then they had all the the fortunate comebacks, down ten against Indy. You know, they're, the the last game of the season against the Giants too. They almost yep. lost. And so put it this way too, though that that team, I think it would help this that Brady Belichick had been there before, like because that team down the stretch, like you mentioned, they almost lost the Giants. That team was. They weren't playing the best of football. I think they were no, in the AFC no. Championship game. I believe they were losing at halftime to the Chargers, who were playing with a quarterback, Philip Rivers, with a torn ACM. Yes, and couldn't the, even and move. The Daniel Thomason left in the first quarter with yeah. an yeah. ankle injury. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't and even move. Brady threw three picks in that game, and they were losing at half. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I see. I think one thing you have to take into account too, right, is when Bill goes through something and. Whatever it, it falls through, it's not a success. He knows how to adjust, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to do that same thing. I'm going to, I'm going to know how to do it this time. And then I think this year, if they get to like that 14 and 0, like they start to get scary close, and it's like, oh, oh boy, we we got to go for this. He knows how to manage it differently, I think now. And yeah, it's been like 12 years, but this team with the talent, everything around it, I think if you just take Bill, I think he wants it. Yeah. Even he would never say, never. I don't even know if afterwards he would like admit that he wanted it. But 
You know that he wants and, that for sure. Besides winning without Brady, he wants that. And let me just build off that. I'm going to raise another point, okay? Ryan mentioned that, like, you, what you were saying, Ryan, I interpreted as you would rather, to, to make it easier to go to 16-0, you would rather not have all your tough games, like, right in a row. You would rather play, you yeah. know, Kansas City this week and then play the Giants the next week and then play the Cowboys the next week yep. so that that Giants game is like a de facto bye week almost. Mm-hmm. But I would argue with you is that maybe it will help them down the stretch going for 16-0 if they mm-hmm. win all those tough games at the end they can they'll be playing such atrocious teams that they can rest players and still win like like you're playing like the jets like the we're talking about in, in 07 yeah. like brady they're almost losing to the giants like and brady's hucking it around and stuff and you know everyone's getting worn down and stuff they're playing tight games i mean stidham could stidham could come in i mean you could come in for the Patriots and play quarterback and beat the Dolphins. I mean, that's how bad they are. Yeah. I appreciate that. Those, so, those last three games are Bengals away and then at home, Bills, Dolphins. The I, mean, that's the season. I mean, the Bills, yeah, we'll have to see about the Bills. At but home, though. Yeah, I don't trust. No. No. Exactly. But here's the thing. Back in 07, when they made the run, their first 10 games, they were absolutely on fire. Best start ever, like, by all... Stats, whatever you want to go by, advanced metrics. Yeah, yeah. It was but they slowed down to only like a like a good pace for that backstretch run because they flamed out and they felt it too. They, they I, I remember Brucey saying they felt the pressure. Yeah. doing it. So, do you really want all the tough games? Would you really want all the tough games to be in a row? If you if the first game. Like, I don't know if you have the schedule in front of you. It's literally right in front of me. What's the first tough one? First tough one is going to be Ravens on the road if you don't want to count Browns at home. Uh, so... Well, are we not... That's... I mean, that's really interpretation. Yeah, so... Probably Ravens Browns, Ravens, and then... Eagles on the road. Eagles. That's three... That's three not... That's three no-gimme games in a row. Then the bye, and then they come back and they play Dallas. Dallas at home, away at Houston, and then home against the Chiefs, and then you're through the gauntlet. That's six weeks in a row where you're playing some fairly good competition. And me personally, I don't see how they come through that unscathed. I I hope they do. I hope they get through it, because if they do, then like you said, Jonathan, they'll be able to take their foot off the pedal a little bit rest some guys up who they want to, and be able to be better prepared for that playoff run with yeah. all that pressure on You'd have three games to kind of manage in almost like pre-playoff mode, those last three games, but you're still trying to win them. I just don't want to see, if they get to that point, I don't want to see harken back to, I think it was 2015 against Miami, right, or 2016 against Miami, where they rolled out Steven Jackson and they ran it like, like literally 80% of the offense. They'd have seven Super Bowls if they didn't do that. Well, you're not wrong. But I'm saying this year, like, if you get to that point, don't just – don't strip yourself down to the point where you have to struggle to win those games. Uh, still still keep enough guys out there. Yeah. Obviously, Brady. I, I'm sorry, but you're not taking Brady off the field because he's not going to come off the field unless he is physically unable to. Like, there's no way we've – And we've already seen that this year. Yeah, yeah. He should have come out at some point in the Miami game. Absolutely. But they decided to run it up – in, on Miami because of what happened last year. Right. Yeah, and there's yeah, especially because afterwards. And hopefully too. that's not a trend. I would like. <laughs> I really want if I the Patriots are up thirty points. I really want to see Sidham in the game. I if, don't want to see Brady out there hucking the ball around. You know why? Because guess who got hurt on a routine throw? 
Drew Brees got hurt because he just threw the ball. I mean, it's I not like he's out there, you know, Same thing with Roethlisberger. Him. Yeah. And he didn't even get touched. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, I just don't want... I mean, I understand that that could happen at practice, too. But, like, it's just more, much more likely to happen yeah. in a game. Added, added stress on the arm. Right. Added, added fatigue. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Like, I why would that. you do that when you... If you're up 30 with, like, half or two-thirds of the last quarter to go, like right. five, ten minutes to go, why not give Stidham a couple right. possessions and in they, actual games? Right. When they asked, they asked Bill and Tom, more so Bill about that, and, and Tom, and they both said, you know, we really are emphasizing playing a full 60-minute game basically no matter what. Like, they're going to play but the 60 minutes. That's what they're going to say, though. You know I, that's I know. What, at I least know. Tom's going to say that. But I just... Feel like that's the message, and like it scares me this week against the Jets because of freaking Greg Williams. Like that guy, if anybody's gonna want to take Brady out, it's that guy because yeah. he knows they're not gonna have a true shot if they don't at least try to pressure him as much as possible and try to hit him, make him feel the pressure because they're not gonna do anything on offense. They might throw five picks. I mean, Josh Josh Allen might run for a hundred. What this week? No, next week. I'm, I'm talking this week. Oh, Greg Williams is... Okay. <laughs> tough scene. Very tough. It's scene. okay. It's okay. But this week, yeah, I'm just worried because they have nothing going on offensively. Luke Falk, uh, well, he's not going to do anything. He, he might, he's not even going to last the whole game. He, Chase Winovich is probably going to pancake him and he'll be toast. <laughs> Who's going to play quarterback? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Greg Williams, maybe. Roll that guy out. He'll probably have a better shot than Luke Falk. Sheesh. That guy. But, yeah. That's, like, the one thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about it being a close game. I think the Pats are going to blow them out. It's only a matter of how much. But that's just the one thing. Because Jets D isn't nearly as bad as their offense. Alright, so, sort of wrap it up. At least for Patriots-wise. It's early, but through two games. Gun to your head. Are, can they run the table? Will they do it? Yes or no? Yes. Can they run it? Absolutely. Will they? No. Yes. I say no as well. I say 15-1. and one. They, I lose say one, this, they lose they, one game. They have to lose. I, I say there's no way they get through that gauntlet. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. No I'll way. be the one to say yes. Which, if it did happen, I wouldn't even want to rub it in. I'd be too happy that they actually did it. So I mean, I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, but that's one of the... I wouldn't even be like, oh, you guys didn't... No, I mean, who who could ever actually predict? Like, it's just a total homer no. thing for me. Like, I just hope they do it, but... Right. Hey, one more question before we move on to others. What do you think is more likely? Patriots 16-0, Dolphins own 16. I th- oh, no. <laughs> okay, so here's... It, I feel like the Patriots will lose a game, and we seem to be on agreeing in right. agreement there. I don't know who the Dolphins can be. I mean, they are horrifically bad. Like they have had two teams who I believe look they, like playoff teams. I believe they do because the Dolphins played a lot of the same teams as the Patriots. I do believe they get the Giants in Miami. Yeah, which if. Daniel that, Jones is trash. That could that, be close. That's, that's your game. Although Saquon literally could sing, Saquon could single handedly beat the Dolphins. Yeah, they could. They could just hand it to him and he'll yeah. just have a field day. Uh, I'm gonna say zero and sixteen is more likely. I also agree. Only because the Dolphins, 
I, I, I mean, I understand the Lions went 0-16 and the Browns went 0-16 a couple years ago. I believe that if that Lions team or that Browns team faced this Miami team at a neutral location, that Browns or Lions team would be favored against this Miami team. Yeah, I think that probably. this Miami team is so bad. The only thing that could save them is maybe if Josh Rosen is... I mean, there's a reason why Josh Rosen won the first round last year. So maybe he is something. He could... Yeah. You know, win a game out of his ass, but I mean the yeah. talent he's playing with. I mentioned earlier. I mean the receivers, like, as in the <laughs> words joking. of Giselle, my husband can't throw <laughs> and catch the ball. It's yeah. it's tough too because, I mean Brian Flores only rolls out Josh Rosen when they're down thirty, yeah, thirty five. I think like, that you'll here see, you go, kid. I think you'll see. Eventually, I mean I think Fitzpatrick him. is a class act, but I mean at his stage of his career. I mean, uh, he doesn't I mean, have any magic. He could call. He could call quits yeah. any week. It's. I I think it's it's a slap to Rosen's face that they have started Fitz uh, Fitz Magic, uh, yeah. the first couple of games. I mean, yeah. If you want to try it, see if if there's any magic in his bag. Sure, but clearly it's not. If he, but what does that say about, about Rosen? Rosen's ability, exactly right? But you haven't started him yet. You haven't right. given him a chance. Right. So you've clearly obliterated twice. Clearly Fitzpatrick has done more in practice, though, in the coach's eyes, to win the starting job, correct? I yes. mean, yeah, hypothetically, that, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. But I just think <laughs> you're clearly going nowhere. Unless you are trying to lose every single game, which by all intents and purposes, it looks like they want to do that. Josh Ro- Josh Rosen must uh, be the biggest Kyler Murray hater out there. <laughs> I mean, this guy's career, the first two seasons, off to one of the shakiest and inconsistent starts. I, already, already two teams. I wouldn't be shocked to see him on a third team next year. I mean, I, like, I hate to be that guy, though, but in Rosen's defense, I mean, if you're going to go 0-16, I guess it's better to go 0-16 in Miami than in Minnesota or Detroit. Fair. Right. Well, but he's not even the one that's really going 0-16. Right. He's just sitting there and basically yeah. watching it until he gets put in there. And that's the thing. If, if he gets put in there to start and he wins a game or makes it very competitive, job's probably his. But, but he's got to get an opportunity. It's until that happens. He needs a better opportunity than fourth quarter <clears throat> getting obliterated. It's true. Right. So I think we've spent enough of our breath on the Miami Dolphins. And the Patriots. And, yeah. So, let's go around the league a little bit. There's obvious standouts so far, if, we're, if we just want to talk about players. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who saw this coming? I did not see this already MVP candidate through two games. Let's be, you know, fair there. Uh, let's, right? let's, not, let's not throw Who's out... He, tell me who he's played. Yeah, let's not, let's not throw out... Oh, I know, he hasn't MVP. played anybody. He's, he's got a big, he's got a big game this week. Huge yeah, game this week. Let's not throw out the term MVP candidate. But he's trending, he's trending that way. You can't say he's not. You can just say he's playing very well. Yeah. Let's and at least part, get through a chunk of the he season also before we to, toss out okay, MVP. He also okay. got to play the team that had this year's number one pick and the team that will have next year's number one pick. Yeah. I'm 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 literally just saying he's been probably top two, top three in the entire league in the first two weeks. So I'm just giving him credit where credit's due because everybody literally put this man in a pinhole and just said he's a running quarterback. He can't pass. He should be a wide receiver. So what he's doing right now, I don't care if it's against shit teams. He's at least 
doing what he should be doing as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'm not still. I'm not. I'm still not sure he can throw. I mean, I'm, that pass he had the Hollywood Brown against the Cardinals to ice the game was really impressive. But I don't watch the Ravens. You know, snap to snap. But I read some stuff that he's been missing a couple throws. Yeah, uh, hope he's, throws. he's gonna miss a throw here from there. There was right. one he had his tight end Mark Andrews literally running a, basically a seam route. Oh, Mark Andrews stand. And he overthrew him by five yards. Yeah. Like, he's still prone to do that. Right. Eric throws. But he did look very impressive. I will give you he's that. He's looked Dan. much more yeah. polished than he did last much year. Much more polished. And he's still able to run the ball as evidenced by throwing for 250 and still running for over 100 at the same time. First pl- uh, quarterback to ever do that. Yeah. And so, kudos to him. But, like Jonathan said, he's played absolutely nobody. Yep. Now we're going to see what he's made of this week. Not necessarily in terms of going up against a good defense, because the Chiefs aren't that but good going defense toe to toe either. Pat but going toe-to-toe, we'll see how he stacks up with some actual pressure. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed that's not a Sunday night game. It's because you, they, they, you can't, they can't switch around game no, times until like week it, like seven or It just would have been nice like if that was like... Oh, you don't like the Rams-Browns? Sunday night matchup? I don't like the Rams on the road. I don't like the trash. Browns, period. They already won on the I road. I don't like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, against a really good team. Yeah, yeah. Carolina's really good. They mm-hmm. just lost at home to the Bucks, who suck. So Carolina must suck too. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, you back to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah this yeah. that that Ravens Kansas City game is like it's big. Probably the it's huge. probably the best game so far this year. I got fan lot should be a lot of fantasy points to be doled <laughs> around in that game. You would think, unless <laughs> the Baltimore defense shows up and somehow finds a way to. To slow down, yeah. Pat right. Mahomes. I would assume the over on that game is going to probably be the highest of the the weekend. Maybe. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Uh, is that. is any defense going to have a bigger week than Pat's D last week? No. Uh, no, no defense is going to have thirty two. plus points. They're like not going to have two pick sixes and seven sacks. Thirty plus fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think Dallas will be able to top that. Pat's D this week going up. Because not only did they have what. Three or four picks, but then they took two back yeah, to the have, house. Yeah, that just won't. That won't happen. Pitched a shutout. Ridiculous. Fair share of sacks. You're not wrapping. Yeah, that won't that. happen. That won't Unreal. happen. Unreal. Unreal. So, who else do you guys like? Overall, like just the first two weeks. Anybody that has stood out? I, I mean, the injuries are obvious. That's oh, that's uh, something that I I'm te- still baffled by. Team wise, Dallas, Dallas is better than I thought they were. Yeah. I agree. And in the same breath, the Eagles look worse than I thought they would. Carson but, Wentz, but Dallas Wentz. looks good, good. Like yeah. Dallas, Dallas right now is the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. I think so. If they can secure home field, they Two look good. For sure. They look really good. I mean they they didn't play very good teams. I mean they played the Giants and Washington. Both those teams are awful, but they've looked good. Yeah. Who. It's basically a case of who else could it be. Right. And you start going down the list. Saints without Drew Brees? No. Green Bay 2-0? Yeah, they have two division wins. But the way Chicago and Minnesota played in those games, you just look at it and be right. like, well, that's not really much. They could have lost. Out. They could have lost both those games. That too. as well. You look at the Rams. Yes, they're 2-0. But they, have, they coasted because Drew Brees wasn't in right. the game. And they barely beat Carolina when Cam Newton was clearly not 100%. Right. And Seattle, 
They barely, barely beat, beat Cincy. Yeah. <laughs> barely. Barely, barely beat Cincy. Barely beat Pittsburgh. Without without Big Mac. Yeah, probably. So happy. you're looking and at And without James Conner, you boy. True. <laughs> so like there's a you you go around the, the the room the conference and you just look, well, Dallas, two divisional wins, yeah, it was against the crappy teams in their division, but they look good in those games. And nobody else really has looked as as good as they have. It's crazy how top, the NFC, at least. How right. top heavy the NFL overall seems right now. Like if you really think about it, who has a real chance to win it all overall? You got Pats, Chiefs, oh. Dallas, Seattle. Seattle, I'll give you. Rams. Rams. No. But probably <laughs> not. You putting Seattle in the conversation? Yeah. You put LA. Not with that. Not with that quarterback. He's he sucks. He does. He's I'll awful. Give you, I'll give you. Seattle five. can't even beat crippled teams. Nah. I'll give you five. Nah. Tough. Tough for a West Coast team to travel for a while. Oh uh, yeah. Two. So here's the excuse train coming out so that you can be correct. <laughs> it's not. You hate the, to see this. The Rams may have done that week one, but I I use it more for Seattle's yep. advantage because yeah, the Rams had uh they had all off season. Do I, do I smell a, game. I smell hypocrite. Nah. <laughs> look. Look. Russell Wilson. Everyone will agree Russell Wilson is better than Jared Goff. So. Yes. Nobody's I mean, saying yeah, Jared playing 100%. Well. You know what has surprised me the most about the NFC is how bad it is. Like, it is very bad. Yeah. There's some teams that I thought were going to be good this year. Atlanta, horrible. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> yep. awful. What I tell you? Awful. awful. What I tell you? So bad. Um, yeah. What are some other ones that I thought were going to be good this year? Minnesota, I mean, they're, they're what's If they Cousins can figure his crap out... Because they're running the ball very they, well. Yeah. They will be good. And the right. defense, they, they held the Packers to 21, and then they they completely right. dominated the Falcons. And it's not like they have scrub. I mean, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are two damn good receivers. It's, yeah. Kirk, so. it's Kirk Cousins. He has to get whatever it is. I think it's between the ears because he has it physically. Like, figure it out. Right. Yeah, I know. Figure it out. It doesn't hurt. help. It does not help that he's thrown the ball like 15 times a game. So he's not even being given a chance is it, to is it get in rhythm. But that's the game plan. So right. he has to figure out how to get into a, a rhythm and stay focused with limited Yeah, if he can mesh, mesh himself in with uh, Dalvin Cook in the running game and not try to do too much, yeah. try to embrace the game manager role, because he can make very good throws. He's not, like, he, he's not like an Alex Smith type of game manager. He's a little bit better than that. He's not like a gunslinger, but... I'd say he can make some big throws, and he'll those big throws will be there if you allow yourself to just run the offense. Added consistency. That's what he needs. It's what he didn't have last year, and that's what clearly he's right. still lacking but this I, year. In, when he was in Washington, I mean, statistic-wise, he put up some big numbers. He did. I he think did. he might have. Did he throw for five thousand yards one he, year? Close. It was I, like I know he led. I know. I think he led the league in passing yards one year when he was in Washington. He might have. Um, yeah, it was but like I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, I understand Minnesota is like very run heavy, but like there should be play action opportunity clearly because the de- like if Dalvin Cook is running thirty times a game, you know play action should be open for this. Play, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just sit there and I'm wondering maybe the pressure of of expectations is is too much for him because in Washington. Did they? I feel like they didn't have playoff expectations year to year. Whereas now with Minnesota, he's running a tight ship with offensive guys. Big contract. Big contract. 
playoff expectations each year, and he's sort of kind of is there, sort of kind of isn't there some weeks. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah. Right. Very much uh, question marks all around because that team, their ceiling, I feel like, is up there. Like they could go on a little a little run if Kirk Cousins was playing like he did in Washington. So, gotta keep an eye on that because I I think the Vikings that could definitely be their division to take with Green Bay. You never know with Rodgers and his health and you know those oh. first two wins again being very shaky. The Lions. Can never trust the lines, honestly. And the Bears overall looking like they regressed about tenfold from last year. Right. And Mitch Trubisky just awful. He's getting exposed out he's there. He's awful. He's getting exposed. I actually thought he was gonna take a leap this year. You thought. Awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> like, I think he has the second or third worst QBR in the league this year yeah, so it's far. Been bad. It's either, it's like Fitzpatrick is lower than him because he's Literally not playing with an NFL team, and I think there's someone else that's down there too, but, like, awful, awful, awful. And they're still one and one I can't describe it enough because their defense is really good. Yeah. I mean... He just needs to be a game manager. They should be competent. They should be... Know your role. Yeah, they should be 0-2 because... Yep. I mean, I don't really want to talk about it for that long, but that roughing the passer call on Bradley Chubb... That was atrocious. ...was atrocious. That was horrible. What else was he supposed to do? Right. Was he right. supposed to, like, just grab him and just slowly right. deposit him in the field? That, that call was a joke. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know I don't know how they lost that one. Yeah. Right. I mean, that I, was, all I'm going to say, though, is my prediction I mean, of the NFC North being a, a slugfest at, uh, at the top of the standings is uh, it's looking, looking right. pretty nice because, right now. Because, you know, call me crazy, but, I mean... I don't think Detroit's all that good, but you know they they go ten and six. That wouldn't surprise me either. Well, they, they can't go ten, can't and, go six. ten and six. Oh, they go ten. <laughs> they go ten five and one. That wouldn't surprise me. There you go. <laughs> but that that NFC South division right now looks like that awful. NFC South is the looks worst awful. division in yeah. football. Honestly, you, <laughs> it's the, the worst of AFC. The Bucks. Right the Bucks are awful. <laughs> And they they might be the favorite to win that division right now. I mean, I still think New Orleans New Orleans still should win it. Yeah. Because Carolina, Done. awful. So Carolina bad. without a healthy good Cam Newton, and they're already zero two. Atlanta, I don't. They beat. I mean, I understand they beat Philadelphia last week. They're awful. They're not. Good. They're horrible. Yeah, they got lucky. And Tampa Philly choked that game more than they won it. Tampa, Jameis Winston sucks. Yeah, he's he, awful. He's proving to be not worthy of that number one overall he's pick. Like, for bad. sure. Like, it's like cemented. Like, this guy should have been like a fourth, fifth rounder. Yeah. Like, right. So, yeah. the Saints, yes, I totally agree. They should still find a way to win that division. But if they, if they don't, if, if Teddy Bridgewater is not able to hold the ship, keep the ship steady yeah. while Bernice is out. <laughs> You could be looking at like an eight and eight division. I'm, and I, really I question be. whether Breeze comes back fully healthy, and if he, because he couldn't even grip the football when he was trying to grip the football. Right. You, I don't know. You saw him. Uh, There's a picture of him with his the whole splint on his arm, and it's like all the way up to his elbow. I mean, the guy like he really messed up his thumb there. He had to have. That's like that's an injury that yeah. may linger a bit longer than you know, the six week period, but. Yeah, I don't trust that Saints team either, especially 
with no Drew Brees. So that division is yikes. Just major yikes. Matt Ryan, what are you doing, dude? You got you got weapons. Just just be an offensive juggernaut and try to outscore teams, and maybe you just might win that division. Can we also uh, agree that the Browns are still too overhyped? Yes. We know that yes. they got slapped around by oh, the I'm Titans. I'm so out on them. I'm so out. But then they get a cupcake matchup against the Jets, and... They, it seemed like they just were on autopilot the entire game. They won handily 23-3. But if, it just seemed like it was huck it up to Odell and hope for the best. Pretty much. And if that's the game plan going forward, I mean, yeah, the fantasy, manage, fantasy owners for uh, Odell Beckham should be happy about that. But uh, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, uh, I would uh, be... Alert. Yeah, and they really weren't getting uh, Landry Very involved in the offense as well, and that's your second best option. Njoku is hurt now. He's yeah. he's pretty he's much dead. He's dead. He's done for the season. Who knows? Probably. Concuss, whatever neck and elbow issues. Even if he does come back. Paralyzation. Again, yeah, sure. I don't, that's, <laughs> that's the one where you know, you're playing a video game like Madden, and the injury thing pops up on the screen, and it just says multiple injuries. Yeah. Like, absurd timetable. Yeah, he that so you need Landry to get involved, and they haven't really been doing that. I wonder if if it's one of those things where you know you have a typical sophomore slump on Baker in a way because he hasn't looked good. He's thrown, I think it's already. I think he's hit four picks already in the first two games. Like they need to figure it out there too. I don't know if maybe Freddie Kitchens wasn't the right guy over Greg Williams. I don't know, but obviously they picked Freddie because he's Baker's guy. So I think it's too early get it, but. to say if it's a one-year you know, wonder sort of thing But with Freddie Kitchens. But, man, if you, you should have had a this – is, this is about as lame as a one-and-one one start for Cleveland as it could have been. Right. And they really only have to – like Baltimore, yes, they look great. But if you can even keep – somewhat of a pace with them not like yeah. not right there but keep a game or two within reach you could get a wild card spot and if the ravens you know crumble or if lamar jackson gets banged up at all that could be your division because the Bengals are terrible obviously the steelers traded for minka fitzpatrick i don't know why you have mason rudolph out there now and no big ben i don't know why they would make that kind of move the steelers are trash they're gonna give the dolphins a top five pick with that first rounder that they coughed up. I mean, you're right there. Now is the time. It's you and the Ravens. And I don't see it. Right now, it doesn't feel good. No. That offense looks like a ticking time bomb. It just it doesn't look good. And it feels like any given moment, like we've already seen, Baker's just going to ruin a drive by throwing a pick and errant throw. And so far through two games, that that's what we've seen somehow. They were lucky to have the Jets in that second game. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So, overall, I think that looking at the AFC in general, both, both conferences are down. Sometimes I feel like in the past few years, the NFC's typically been a stronger conference. And they, again, like we were just saying, both are really just equally bad. The, the AFC is better. The AFC is better than the NFC this year. 
at the top, yep. at least. Yep, for sure at the top. Kansas City and New England are the top two teams in the NFL. I'm yep. surprised at the 49ers, though. I'm surprised that they're actually well, 2-0. They're a pretender. Yeah. They, they're think, definitely a pretender. Think about who they played. I know, I'm just... Tampa I'm just and at their, Cincy, come yeah. on. Yeah, they haven't played anybody, but... It's the same thing like Buffalo. If, they played the two New York teams. Right. Right, right. Yeah. If... And again, yeah, they're really they're gonna end up falling back in that division. Buffalo anyways. didn't play the two New York teams. Yeah, they played the, they play the, the two New Jersey teams. Buffalo's the only shut team your in New face. Because Buffalo's all, the only team in New York. What is their team name? New Jersey Giants and New Jersey Jets. You shut your face. <laughs> you shut your face. Yeah, Seattle and LA are both two and zero. So San Fran, shut it. <laughs> they're they're not gonna last in, in that division. But two road wins to start the season. Still not bad. Not a bad way to start your season. No. So props to them, but they're going to come back down to earth record-wise. Everyone knows it. <clears throat> Ultimately, yeah. Probably. I would expect, like, yeah, I would, 7 or 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7. Yeah. 49ers this year, probably. Same thing for Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo's a little bit better than I thought, but they're not good. No. Who's, who's a good team or a team that has started out well that you're just out on? Green Bay. Know. Green Bay? Yeah. You? They're Ryan? fake. Um, I'll, I'll go if you want me to. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan took one of mine, which is uh, Green Bay. <laughs> but I'm also just out on the Rams because... Yeah, I also think they're fraud. Those, those first two games could have gone either way. And I don't trust Jared Goff. Sean McVay, I have faith in. I feel like he's going to be a great coach for a long time. But... Jared Goff, don't trust. Todd Gurley, Dunzo. He he had an okay game this past week, but that guy, he's o- he's over the hill athletically, I think, and just due to injury and running backs breaking down around that age. So out on the Rams and the Packers. I'm also out on the Seahawks. Whoa. They no, they're winning even, that division. I'm in on the no, Seahawks. They they can't beat. They can only beat the Bengals at home by two, and they can only beat a Big Ben and James Conner list Steelers team by two. Got to play who's on the schedule, brother. So what happens when they actually play a half decent team? They'll beat them. Yeah. Okay. Hawks. Like Hawks, who? dude. I'm telling the you. Rams? Are the Rams. Are the Rams half decent? Yeah. Seahawks better than the Rams. Let's get out of here. Get out of here. You literally are. If you're a Seahawks fan. Which clearly you are. And him. Yep. The both of you are. <laughs> you are literally praying to God that they run the ball 30 plus times a game successfully. Nah. And that Russell Wilson can hit a bomb or two to Tyler Lockett. Because that's all their offense is capable of. They got DK. Yeah, DK. So He's you hit one bomb to Lockett and one to Metcalf. That's literally... Metcalf can't run routes. He's looked, he's looked okay Whoa, so you far. You put some respect on Will Disley's name, bro. You Did I say that name? I said Metcalf can't run Yeah, but routes. you said they only have two players that yeah. can catch the ball. He's a pretender. He ain't going to do shit. Will Disley? Yes. Put some respect on his no. name. No. Do you think, would you start him as a fantasy tight end one right now? No, because I Exactly. Because he's a fluke. Because I have Mark Andrews you know, a stud. No, shut up. You know you wouldn't start him if you had to. If I had? Well, if I had to, I would. No, you wouldn't. I would rather have the position empty than start him. No, you no, would find you somebody just, else. No, no, no. No, no. I'm out on the Seahawks. I they wouldn't. Are, they, 
Until they actually beat a good team, I'm out on them. Because they're struggling against bad teams. They just beat Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, what's Pittsburgh's record? Who's their quarterback right now? Mason yeah. Rudolph? Yeah, that's what I thought. In Pittsburgh, though, that's impressive. No. No, it's not. Big Ben played half a quarter. Then, then Rams beating New Orleans without Drew Brees. That's not impressive. I didn't say it was. When did I say it was? When did I say the Seahawks beating Pittsburgh was impressive? I never said it was. I never said it was. You just are trying to make no, it. No, you're, saying, you're saying the Rams are so much better than the Seahawks when the Rams haven't beaten anyone either. the Rams have made a Super Bowl last year. The Seahawks have won the Super Bowl. When? <laughs> How many years ago was that? Six. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? That's six years ago, brother. That is way too far in the past Change to be relevant this year. I'm telling Change you. DNA. No. I'm telling you. No. Let's, uh, friendly... Friendly Melfinoff wager? Sure. Four for four bet? Yeah. Who finishes with the better, better record? record? Seattle Se- or the Rams? Seattle. Rams. Seattle. 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 Oh. If, shake on. If, if Seattle, Handshake. If Handshake. Seattle wins, you have to buy us each a four for four. Yeah. If the Rams win, we each have to buy you a four yes. for four. Okay. Oh, easy. Okay. <laughs> that's easy money. Thank you for no, two for That's an easy quaff <laughs> for you. me and Jonathan. That's a, Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I have never nope. been thank more you. stoked about Two free meals. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh my god, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Melvin. You might as well just pay me now. Nah. Nah. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're you're way too high on the Rams. They suck. You're way too high on the Seahawks. Nah. Oh my god. They got DK. <laughs> yeah, DK by the end of the year, best run runner in the league, easily. <laughs> Easily. Offensive <laughs> Rookie of the Year. This is unbelievable. It's for I, I hope that somebody goes through our old preseason podcast and finds the callback to DK Metcalf. Because one of you two bums said DK Metcalf not me. literally couldn't run a route oh, to save can't. his life. He can't run It wasn't me. But I, he's I, here you are, hoping, praying to God, that this man will be not only a competent Route runner, not only a competent receiver, but rookie of the year. I didn't hey, say that. I did, but what I did say in the get out. No, what I said in the prediction pod is that Seattle was gonna win that damn division. Fendi, I also said that. Yup, you're Fendi, you're both wrong. That is almost Rashad. Penny season, first round pick last year, gonna be a stud. Chris Carson's ass fumbles every goddamn possession. It's Rashard yeah. Penny season. So what do you think Rashard Penny's gonna do? He's gonna put the ball on the ground like he does. Nah, he's gonna make Adrian Peterson's MVP season look like child's play. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> this is this, this is what happens. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. That's not the Hawks you're talking about. No, Fendi. I'm not talking I'm about talking, the Seahawks. I'm but. talking about the Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do we have? Do we have more thoughts? Have we flushed out the first two weeks um, of this season? Yeah, it hasn't been the best two weeks of football I've ever no. seen. It doesn't look like it's going to get much better either. No. Been, there's been a couple of dramatic finishes. Uh, the Saints and Texans on Monday Night Football. That was a really good burner. game. That, I would say that's been the best game of the season so far. Uh, those, this week two Sunday night game, the Falcons and the Eagles was pretty back and forth yeah, at the end. But that was still kind of a gross game. Yes, I will agree with that. Um, other than that, uh, the only other thing is the Chargers should be better than, than their record. Right. They're banged up, though. They are banged up. Um, yeah. But 
They haven't missed a beat on offense without Melvin Gordon. Eckler. Well, they only scored 10 points. Points-wise, right. yes. They, Granted, Eckler did fumble right at the goal line, so yes. they should have scored another <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. And Phil Rivers did throw but a pick in They're the, getting the yardage. The, the, the offense is producing yards right. just fine. Right. They just got to convert. Because right now they're getting bogged down in the red zone, and they're not converting. I mean, like they could said. easily – one and one is where they should be. Because they could easily be 2-0, and oh, or they could easily be 0-2. Oh yep. So one and one is where they should be. Yep. Well, week seven – But the way that yeah. the offense has played right. on a, on a per-yard basis – they right. That, yeah, their that their team, offense has looked overall pretty solid. That Detroit Chargers game was one of like the best fantasy games oh, I've yeah. ever seen that ended. Yeah, thirteen ten. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Galladay eight, yep. Eckler eight, yep. Keenan Allen eight. Like, I mean, all these players had like really good days. Carry on Johnson, Johnson eight. Yeah. yeah, and like the game was still. Th- you would you would look at the fantasy numbers and say, oh, this must have been like thirty to twenty four at least or something yeah. like that. But no. It was just up and down, up and down, yeah. no one scores. <laughs> yeah. Week 7, Monday Night Football, be there. Dolphins at Steelers. Yeah. Going to be game of the week. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Oh, we got to talk. We, that's <laughs> what we got to talk about. The primetime games coming <laughs> oh, up. Oh, they're so are bad. Disgust- <laughs> even Monday oh. Night Football. Okay, Thursday Night Football, I don't even want to talk about because they're always division games. Yeah. And they're always trash. Yes. Okay? Monday Night Football... Also, tends to have at least half their games are garbage for some unknown reason. And the weird thing is they're random matchups, right? Yeah, like this this week's game, garbage, garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The Bears at Washington, yuck. I think the best Monday Night Football game left for the first half of the season is Detroit and Green Bay. Oh, and that's and that's just because neither of those teams have technically lost a game, right? And neither of those teams have played particularly well. Right. And that is the best game. And, I mean, the thing is, is that the Sunday night games, I mean, it's usually, like, they're usually home runs. Like, really good games. I understand it's not NBC's fault. It's like, we look at this game. Rams at Browns. I'm not really in on that game, but you you sound like you are, right? Yeah, I think that should be fucking. You're a, a Rams stan. Just like you're a Seahawks fan yeah, and for I don't, no well, reason. We don't think, I don't think the Rams are that good, so I don't think it's going to be that good of a game. Okay. That's then the next week, point. you have the Cowboys at New Orleans, which obviously, if Drew Brees was playing, is a really good game. But, but Drew Brees is not playing, so now the Cowboys should win that game. Yeah. The week after, you have Colts at Kansas City. Obviously, they thought Andrew Luck was going to be playing. Now Andrew Luck is not playing, so that game is also going to be gross. Then you have Steelers at Chargers. You thought you were going to have... Roethlisberger versus Rivers, not a bad game. <laughs> Roethlisberger is out. And then, finally, October 20th, you have Eagles at Cowboys, which should be an okay game, but honestly, the way the Cowboys are playing and the way the Eagles are playing, it should be a blow for the Cowboys, the way they look right now, honestly. Yeah, we'll have to see. And then the you finally get into some good games. You got Green Bay at Kansas City, which, I mean, I'm not in on Green Bay, but I think that game might still be Kind of close. Mm. Maybe. But it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas City blew it out. Patriots at Ravens, that's a really good game. Minnesota at Dallas. Yeah, and the Monday yeah. night games overall aren't, they're really not that good. Like, the after that Detroit-Green Bay one, I mean, the next one you get is, like, Kansas City at 
uh, the Chargers on November 18th. Then you get like a the next week you get a good one. You get Ravens at Rams, Vikings at Seahawks, and then the rest of it is trash. You you got a Colts at Saints in there. Ooh, Vikings at Seahawks is pretty good. Yeah, Vikings at Seahawks is solid. No, it's not. If the Vikings can make it, if they're <laughs> going to be like sixty relevant, then. between the two teams. <laughs> so I don't really know. It really the primetime games are definitely taking a big hit. Unfortunately, Wait, what schedule are you looking at, bro? You, who said Chiefs and Packers? Packers at Kansas City. No. Yes, we. Are October you looking at Sunday night football, October Jonathan? Twenty-seven. Yes. I'm looking. We've been talking about Monday night football. And then no, he switched I was, to Sunday. I was talking about Sunday the whole time. No, I started with Monday. Yeah, I was talking about Monday. And, he, and I was talking about Sunday. Sunday. I've been talking about Sunday. And then I just brought it back to Monday because. Yeah. Who cares about Sunday? We're talking about Monday. No, we've been talking. We're talking about prime time. I said I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about prime time overall. Yeah, I prime, cover Sunday. The Sunday night, night game is considered. Do you not consider that prime time? That Sunday night game. I didn't say. Didn't. Oh, I said I'm not counting the Thursday night games because they're always off. Yes. Yeah. But the Sunday night and Monday night games are down this year. Big time. And I said the Monday night games sometimes are hit or miss, but normally the Sunday night games are always hits. But yeah. this year they're down. Yeah. They're they're big down and even again yeah Monday, Mondays are even worse yeah, yeah they're real they're bad. always worse though than Sunday yes I I will agree with that but like these are like awful yeah awful. I mean this this Monday night game upcoming makes me want to throw up it's so yeah. gross you, you thought that was better Andy Dalton Mason Rudolph the following week <laughs> oh, oh you God. thought that Baker versus Jimmy Garoppolo oh Stafford versus hey, Aaron hey, Rodgers. Hey, 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 hey. Baker versus Jimmy Garoppolo might sneaky come down to the wire, though. They might The teams might not be all that good, yeah. but I think those, that game might come down to the wire. Brady versus Luke Falk. Are you okay? You going to throw up? No. I mean, I want starts, to from that matchup. <laughs> whoever starts for the relegated Dolphins versus Mason Rudolph. Uh, oh, yeah, the Dolphins get us. Dak versus Daniel Jones. <laughs> Russell Wilson, Jimmy G. Maybe. Then you got Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, Rams. It starts to heat up. Right. Once wow. they once they get out of those division games, it gets a little bit better. Yeah. But you don't have a good Monday night game, realistically, until November. Good. The product is down. Do some schoolwork then on Monday nights and get yeah. to bed early. The quarterbacks are down. <laughs> so down. Because even the ones that are healthy, <clears throat> Joe Flacco running out there, Case Keenum running out there. But we do stand uh, Gardner Minshew the second. We do stand Gardner Minshew. Did you know there's no Gardner Minshew the first? No way. That's why he's not a junior. His his name is literally Gardner Minshew. His grandfather's not a Gardner Minshew. No, and his dad isn't. No, I I think his. I, I read it online. Because if his grandfather is a Gardner Minshew, then that's valid. I don't think he was though. But that's insane. I mean, the quarterback overall throughout the week is so down. And it's it's as down as it's ever been, like because of these injuries, and e- even your good ones again. Andrew Luck gone, Cam Newton hurt, Big Ben who knows if he plays again. Drew Brees out for at least six weeks. Sam Darnold mono, Nick Foles clavicle broken. It's yeah. ridiculous. Here it is. This is from NFL.com. Flint Minshew wanted. To name his son Gardner the Second without the existence of Gardner the First, his father Billy wanted his grandson Gardner Minshew to be named Beowulf. This is how Gardner Minshew started his life. 
It's not how he started his NFL career. Beowulf Minshew would be just as good as Gardner Minshew, if the not second. better. It's Gardner Minshew the second. Yeah. Without the existence of Gardner Minshew the That's first. That's incredible. This guy could be... He could end up being the greatest ever play for all we know. What's that kind of name? The sleaze factor on that guy is like through the fucking no, no, roof. No, we stand. You think he's greasy? Did I say sleaze in a bad way? Yes. Yeah. No. I don't... Oh, I thought you did. I don't interpret no. sleazy as a compliment. Depends on how you look at it. No. He, no, he, he's, got a, he's got a cool... No. This, the, yes. style, the style <laughs> that that dude rocks, this sixth round pick, rookie... Just like swagging out, yeah. I I, I respect it because he's not bad. It's just he's gotten thrown into the fire. And now all of a sudden he's and honestly for what he's done so far, I I feel like he would have looked a lot worse. And mm. yeah, who knows? Could be the future of the Jags franchise for all we know. Yeah. All right. So to wrap it up, Jonathan wants to to do a moral lock of the week. Yeah, this so, is how we're going to end the show. Let's start so, off. Uh, why don't you start us off since uh, this was your idea? Okay, so my moral lock of the week this week, I want the moral locks, like, in my head. I mean, you can pick who you want in the NFL, but I want it to be, like, a game that you're not, like, 100% like sure. Yeah, like, like for like, this week, if you pick the Pats or the Cowboys as your moral lock of the week, you're a cop-out. Right, right. <laughs> my moral lock of the week this week is... Minnesota minus eight and a half versus Oakland. Wow. This game is gonna be a blowout. Minnesota is gonna win by at least seventeen points. Take Minnesota minus eight and a half. It's a winner. Take it. More a lot. I'm going to go with, and you're gonna you're gonna love me for doing this. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks <laughs> minus four and a half over the Saints. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater could not keep it close uh, against the Rams at on the road. And now they're going on the road to Seattle. I don't see how they can possibly keep this within a touchdown. No way. Seattle should easily win this game by at least a touchdown, if not more. More a lot. More a lot. Seattle. <laughs> Minus four and a half. Winners! We're giving you winners on this program! Parlay it. <laughs> Parlay it. Make it happen. Yeah, so... Get your ass in your car, drive down 95 to Twin River, head into the sportsbook, and lay this parlay now. You start with... Vikings, minus 8.5. And, and then you add Seattle, minus 4.5. And, and then you add... I hate to do this. Buffalo, minus 4 over Cincy. Yeah. Uh, 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 that I, okay. Okay. Listen. Parlay the two. Just parlay the first two. Oh. Uh, if you want to take a stab on Dan's mortal lock, go for it. But uh, I wouldn't do that. So I guess you guys are high on Cincy then. Cincy is. Uh, I read that they're six zero and one or something on their last seven games on the road against the spread. Well, that's that's a pretty impressive stat. But minus four. I think the one in our uh, sheets, the one that we go by, might be That's minus six three and a half. It is? It's six and a half. Yeah. Oh, oh for that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's because we put yeah. up lines from yesterday. Yeah. So if it's even at six and a half. So clearly all the money's going towards Cincy. Yeah. Even if it's on six and a half for Buffalo, I still like that because I think that they're going to roll. They're going to get a 3-0 and start. 
It's going to be Pats and Buffalo. They're both going to be 3-0. Buffalo's going to be all high and, high and mighty. And they're going to flop like you've never seen it before. I've seen I remember so, a couple years ago. Do you remember that? It was like Patriots were like 4-1 and one or something. Buffalo was like 4-1 or something. It was like the biggest game. Yeah. And Patriots being like... 42 to like 20. Yeah, I, but for this, I didn't want to cop out because I was going to take the pass minus 23 and a half because, I mean, if we're, if we're calling mortal locks, how is that not the definition of a mortal lock? It's because it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah, but at, at the same time, a mortal lock, it's still a 23 and a half. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like a mortal lock like, is like... One that not a mortal lock. It's like a which, you're talking it into existence. Yeah, that is, everyone is, knows twenty three and a half for the Pats is a no brainer, and twenty one and a half for the Cowboys is right. gonna hit. Well, yeah. so Buffalo six and a half over Cincy, mortal lock. Speaking it into fair. existence, okay. fair. Yeah, fair. I, yeah. I still wouldn't parlay it in ours, but if you want, you can. If you can, yeah. but if if you lose your parlay. And it's because of my bet or because of Ryan's bet. Don't blame it on us. Still blame it on Dan. Yeah, definitely, definitely blame still Dan. blame it on Dan. <laughs> Thank yes. you all for listening. Uh, we should have week three reactions and week four preview and anything and everything Patriots talk, especially if anything else comes out on Antonio Brown. That'll be coming out next week. But be sure to listen to this. Like us on Twitter. You can follow us at Mouth and Off Radio No G at D Sadic ninety four on Twitter at Brownie one two two four on Twitter at J Sully seventeen ninety seven on Twitter. And make sure you rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Throw a little subscribe on that. Cost you nothing. So we'll catch you next time. in my heart.